favor in his sight and over all the virgins to bestow a royal crown on her head and her king for the rest. Then the king gave a great feast for all the officials and servants. The rest of Jesus, he also granted an additional statue for the prophecy to be given to the glory of God. Now when the virgins were gathered together the second time, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. Esther had not yet known that she was in Jesus. Mordecai commanded her for Esther obeyed Mordecai when she was brought up by him. And in those days, as Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, they sat and heard that she was a king's niece and gathered treasure and wine that they had used on her mother's day. Then the king came to the knowledge of Mordecai, and he told it to Queen Esther. And Esther told the king and the men of the palace. And when the affair was investigated and found to be so, the men were both hanged on the gallows, and they reported in the book of the Chronicles for the seven years. Praise God Notice the young woman had a beautiful figure. 
Genesis 39, dealing with the Joseph story, which you're very familiar, I'm sure, his brothers having gotten rid of him. And then the long story, he ends up here in chapter 39. He had been brought down to Egypt. And now he is uh, under the authority of Potiphar, the officer. I'll jump to the presentation beginning in verse 2, which again, for the purposes of shedding light on the book of Esther. Notice we're explicitly told by Moses, and he wastes absolutely no time to help us understand the Joseph cycle. Verse 2, the Lord was with as a reader, you're going to begin to interpret the sequence of events based upon that fundamental fact. Lord is with you. So what is to become of him? Well, what the Lord decides. Notice, uh, beginning in verse 2 again, and he became a successful man. And he was in the house of the Egyptian of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So, what was the relational response to those around Joseph who identified his God is with him? Undoubtedly, look at his character. Look at his qualities. Look at his success. He attributed it to fact. What is the relational response to report? So Joseph did what? He found favor in his sight and attended him. And he made, uh, made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. Two things explicitly stated about Joseph in this same similar situation, which is the complexity and difficulties of life as we rejoin to Esther. Number one, we learn from Joseph immediately how to read Joseph as having seen and spent a young man to whom the Lord surrounded. Number two, relationally, because of the foundational fact that the Lord is with Joseph, he found favor with those who were He found favor, more particularly, with authority. If you go over just one more text, now you're going from Genesis back to read it for you, but in the book of Daniel, the two figures similar to Esther, whether it's the man Joseph, who we are explicitly told by Moses that the Lord is with him, and then we consider Daniel, another individual in a different, different set of circumstances. What are we to understand about Daniel? Because remember, Daniel also is taken into captivity, and then Daniel continues to grow through the ranks of the gospel. Daniel also has tremendous and we think of Esther, we think of Mordecai, and by the time we get to the end of the book of Esther, we see indeed the, 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 the Purim feast that, that, that Jewish individuals celebrate even to this day. But indeed, a move of success for Esther. Joseph has success. Esther will have success. Daniel has success. But we are told of the specific And we're told of the Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with any food. Or was it 
Whenever we ask to do it, to allow him not to defile us, for God is and God brings down the curse. That's the fact. And the price is A similar set of circumstances in Joseph and Daniel. What do we know of Daniel is explicitly stated by the author, Daniel and Saul. So that he was so successful in having a peace favor with the king. 
then responded by setting the royal crown on his head and removing his unnecessary
not plummet the depths of their, their turmoil and their motivation, or their faith or lack thereof. We also stand back and say, the fact of God's sovereignty over human affairs is even more so highlighted by the absence of a I don't think it's inappropriate for me at this point to note that these same principles are very well what we may be noticing also in the overturning of Roe and That is simply, as we look at the complexities of human history and complex figures involved, having dealt with extremely with each other for the last six years, uh, who those three voters were, who they didn't vote for, what the utility in the vote was. Is that even allowed? Who is this person? How could you vote for all of this? But we just step back and see the of history. And we look at stories such as Joseph, Daniel, certainly as we consider others. What we do realize throughout the flight of human history is that even a man or a woman has had been for this period of time a controversial figure being a man. Here, the, there is a sense of a reset in the Persian Empire. 
What is that reset? Well, you remember back in the very first uh, scene, he was supposed to get off to a rocket start. It seemed to last quite well until the episode was back where she wouldn't come and parade herself in front of the crowd. So there was a kingdom reset. Vashti was banished, and there was a search for yet a woman who is better than she to come and to become queen in her place. This has officially been achieved by the close of verse 17. And now we are moving in the reset of Persian Empire with Esther. And the key is that indicator that the kingdom is being dead. And now we celebrate a woman who is better than that is now on the throne. But you must ask yourself, surely, the statement earlier that replace her with a woman who is better than she, and then we have this, where she won the grace and the favor of King Ahasuerus, and now she wears the royal crown and we throw a feast. You must ask yourself, what is exactly better about Esther? What is, what, what is, what is again, the, the betterness, the quality of Esther? Well, there's perhaps a few things we could consider from the text. One would be from King Ahasuerus' standpoint. From King Ahasuerus' standpoint, Esther indeed is better than Vashti because she's prettier. And seemingly more compliant than Vashti. You remember Vashti would be calm and uh, she wouldn't come out of the chambers. This just made Ahasuerus lose his mind and banish her from the kingdom. Now here's Esther, and she has his favor and his grace. He indicates she is better than Vashti. Let's put the crown on her, and he asks, but what makes her that better? And he says, we'll take one look. This would be quite that simple. But for the Christian reading Holy Scripture to ask, what is better about Vashti, or what is better about Esther at this point? What is in fact better? Interestingly, as the story continues to be told now beyond the scene, the ambiguity surrounding Mordecai and Esther's motivations together continues. Consider the appointment of Mordecai to the king's court. If you jump down to verse 19, notice with me very carefully. Now, uh, we're past the giving of gifts, the remission of taxes, the, the, the populace is happy, we have a new queen, everyone's excited, there's a reset in the Persian Empire. Verse 19, now, when the virgins, wait a minute, what? Yes, now, when the virgins were gathered together the second time, hang on a second, I, I thought the point of gathering the virgins was to select a single woman to then be wed to, and to continue that life with that one covenantal arrangement. No, 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 no. An indication here, and that's where it continues down the pathway of which we are all Another detail, and perhaps even more important than just the Hatchwares of degeneracy. Notice what remains in verse 19. Mordecai was sitting at the king's table. If you look at the beginning of verse 21, now as we move forward in these 
days, or it says ends looking back. In those days, guys, after the post feast number two and, and, and the life of the hat you wear it, Mordecai is repeated for our sake to grasp. Mordecai was sitting where? Where he, again, he sat at the king's gate. Now, again, I, I mentioned to you the ambiguity of Mordecai and Esther's motivations continues. Because we notice that Mordecai has been appointed to the king's court. And I mention ambiguity because as the author makes mention, he does not make it clear if Mordecai was granted the position due to Esther's becoming queen, or if Mordecai achieved such a station in the uh, in the uh, in the government by means unknown to us. How exactly his appointment to the king's court was made, we just simply do not know. He went from not being in the king's court to now being in the king's court, and the major shift of the text was after the king's king. Now we know Mordecai raised Esther, and they were together working it out since he was even taken into the harem. You recall he passed by nearly every day seeking to find out how Esther was doing. Remember also the commandment that he gave to her, which motivated some of his checking on her every day. Don't tell anyone. Do not make me do this. Now we have Esther as queen, and we find Mordecai moving up into the executive branch. Well, maybe that, that's not a big deal. No, it's repeated not only a single verse later. In those days, remember, Mordecai was now sitting at the king's gate. How did he get there? It's unclear. Mordecai's advancement may be, and it may not be, connected to Esther's appointment. Either way, notice this wonderful piece of the text. Thank you. 
I wish that we would do some deals in our own What does God require in the fifth commandment? You're familiar with that, right? Honor your father and your mother. Heidelberg asks, well, what can we be required? In such a statement as the fifth commandment, the answer is this, I read and then I'll pray with you. What is required in the fifth commandment is that I show all honor, love, and fidelity to my father and my mother and all in authority over me, and that I submit myself to their good instruction and correction to do obedience. Why not? As Mordecai had commanded her, for Esther did what? She obeyed Mordecai just as when she was brought up by him. That I submit myself to their good instruction and correction with due obedience and also patiently bear with their weaknesses and infirmities. Why? Because it pleases God to govern us Father, we ask that you would give us the grace and humility to fight selfishness and pride and growing in the path of wisdom in a trying set of circumstances and a difficult time in history. That is, we, we seek to settle difficult life issues and we consider everything from education to finance to housing to church membership to denominational affiliation, all of the various aspects to husband and wife to mother to child to father to child. We consider all of the multi-plex issues before us and help us to learn those fields to love and to honor and to respect and to rely upon those who need grace over to love and to pray for and correct those who help shape us into who we are. As young families, 